The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things burgundy and gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. I think I mentioned it last week. Uh, by the way, welcome back to the Federal Football Report. He's Kevin Stanford. I'm Claude Jennings. <laughs> it is October, so it's the month of scary things happening. Scary. And I'm telling you, there's nothing more scary than having a team that has an opportunity to come down for a last-minute game-winning drive only for things to be fumbled away by coaches and for bad clock management. And you're sitting around here looking at this and you're wondering, what in the world? I, it's almost, Kevin, as if, and by the way, the commanders lose to um, the Titans. It's almost as if uh, 21 to 17. It was almost as if, the Titans and the Commanders were seeing who could do, who could have the worst coaching down the stretch, and who and who was actually going to give this game away, do the coaching, and unfortunately, yeah. for the Commanders fans, it was the Commanders. I do not understand, and I am rooting for the Commanders, believe it or not. But mm-hmm. if you have Derrick Henry in your backfield, and you have the ball, you have a four point lead. Why not just give it to him every time, right? Derrick Henry left. And say, if they stop him, they stop him. Right. You know, all praises be. They stop him, right? Right, right. But, 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 and Washington fans, I know you you feel me out there. You remember the Rigo drill, right? You know, when Washington got the lead and it was trying to run the clock, it was Rigo right, Rigo left, Rigo up the middle. They, they called it the Rigo drill. Right. And you know what? The interesting thing about that to me was the other team knew what was coming. Sure. <laughs> right? sure. They knew they were going to get Riggins. Couldn't stop it. Why they don't give the ball to Derrick Henry every single time? I don't. They didn't give. They tried to pass on third and two in the last quarter. Didn't make it. Then gave it to Derrick Henry on fourth and. two. <laughs> he was funny. He was crazy, and he made it. And, and my, he made and it. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, <laughs> you just gave the opposite team more time. You're up. Even if he doesn't make it on third and two, or even if he make, makes it on third and two, you just stop the clock. That is not like. I don't know what it is, but we see, we're starting to see this week after week. And by the way, Michael Wilbon has said this, and I'm starting to believe it. He said this years ago. The coaching in the NFL has just gone down over the years. Like the strategy, the co- like, and I, and and I, maybe everyone is just obsessed with putting up a bunch of points and all these scores and stuff to where there's no longer any strategy offensively to win the game. There's not. There's no strategy at all. That last drive by the Commanders. Uh, the, the clock management. They the players were trying to get out of bounds. They 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 you know they were running patterns designed oh, yeah, to get out of bounds. Know what to, the players right. know what to do. They're trying. But, they're trying to win the game. There was no urgency though. I mean, yeah. it was like they could have hustled up a little bit and saved maybe it looks like five six seconds of play. That's an extra couple of plays at the end. And you never in a situation like that burn your last time out. Ever. Never, ever, ever. You can down the ball. You, I mean, you can spike it. You can throw it out. You, you, I mean, the easy thing is to is to spike it. The second thing would be just to kind of throw it out of bounds. But you never, like you said, ever, like you said, have to burn yeah. a daggone, you know, timeout. Yeah, and on a close play like that, you can't challenge. If it's a close play, it, it's got to be irrefutable, right? You got to know yeah. better than that. There's got to be somebody in the coach's ear said it could go either way. And if anyone saw the replay, they saw the Cam Sims. D- a heroic effort, but the ball came out. 
There was a, yeah. there was a, and because he was trying as see, best I, he could. I, see, here's the thing. He, it, it, it's so funny because, see, I thought you were talking about the final timeout that they used. You're talking about the other, the other timeout. Oh, well, he's a challenge. See, there's like so many bad calls. I was confused <laughs> on the bad call you were talking about. But anyway, go right ahead. But you're right. You don't, you just don't. Yeah, you can't do that, that man. That's, yeah. that's just bad, bad coaching. But, you know, a couple of good things happened. We're not going to say it's all uh, gloom and doom. Uh, if you, oh, I don't know. Kevin, if, if I can, if I can interrupt you you may before we get to before we get to the good let's just do a yeah. little bit more on the back because I, okay. I, I was i impressed myself with this text that i sent you because as we're watching the game <laughs> and watching these horrible calls uh by the offensive coordinator on both sides of the ball uh, both on both teams and you know, I, I text you and said these guys are highly pay- paid and lowly smart oh, yeah, highly paid right. but lowly smart and and, that's and it. Like, what, are, what are you doing here what in the world is going on I thought you were talking about the other fabulous text you said that said, quote, Heineken would have ran that. I'm thinking about the Tampa Bay game where he ran and got to the pile on to keep them in the that's, game. That's right. There was, a, there was another game where he did a similar run and might have been against the Eagles or something where he did that and, and stretched across the pile on. It's like, Heineken, he, he would have he he ran that. He would have ran You know that. what, though? You know, I, I know we want to get to the good, but you still got to go back and look at what I, I know me – in particular, something I've said year after year after year. If you you got five guys on the offensive front that get paid a lot of money, mm-hmm. they might not get million. They might not get the money Carson Wentz gets. They might not get the money Terry McLaurin gets. But they get more than we make for making doing this show. <laughs> I know that for a fact. But you know what? If, if the game is on the line. You go back to that speech that Al Pacino made in any given Sunday. Right? <laughs> you got a claw inch for every inch. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. If you got five guys up front that can't give me a yard, you know, why are they up there? Why are you on my like, team? And I feel like we ask that question, Kevin, every week. And I feel like I and I ask that question certainly every week, not even just about uh, the commanders, about several teams. Yes, like, you need yes, a yard. Yes. You have you have five and then sometimes six, and you can put seven millionaires right up there to get you one yard. If you can't get one yard, what are we doing? What if, are you doing? People, I mean, I didn't see it in, in the college game. I'm looking at some. I mean, it's, you know, fourth and one or third and one or third and inches. I'm like, you got kids who are going to school for free because they can get you a yard. Like you go, you you know you can go to whether you pay attention in class or not. I can't help you with that. But <laughs> you're here. Like but you're here. It's available to you for free. People are people are in debt sixty thousand dollars, eighty thousand dollars for what you're getting for free because you can get a yard. You're just giving me a new recruiting speech. You go into the big guy's living room and sit down, son. Can you give me a yard? <laughs> can, can you get me a yard? If you can, you're coming to the school. You coming to the school? You know, and I saw some. I saw. Man, it was just so incredible to me because it seems like after the Super Bowl fiasco, Pete Carroll called the pass play. It seems yeah. like last year in the Super Bowl where they were fourth and one for the fate of the Super Bowl and they come out the shotgun. It seems like teams would understand that maybe that's not quite the way to go. And right. But you know what? I, I understand, if anything, the first play, they should have gone heavy jumbo. If they want to throw, go play action. Right. They should have done something. Yeah, but if you yeah. shot them, give the illusion they, of running. Give the illusion of running. Something. And, I'm, and 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 I know you don't listen to the play by play guys on television. And maybe I should stop too. Because <laughs> like, 
Well, you definitely can't throw can run it here because you only have 26 seconds. Well, why can't you? You why can't you? Yards, you can get two yards in 26 seconds. Like, yes, run the ball. If you don't make it, spike it, and then it's third down. And then and because choice to make. Yeah, even that, the refs are forced to stop the clock while they place the ball. That gives you time to you you're supposed to come to the huddle with three straight plays in mind. So exactly. we're running play A, B, and C. And by and the it, way, there are times, there are times in training camp. Well, you just work on goal line stuff. We're doing goal should. line. And so if 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 I if we can't be in goal line formation and I scream out one or I scream out two or scream out three and you don't know what those then what are we working on goal line formation? Uh, what is like, the point? Again, when what I was coaching I'm not man? the coach of Manny's Little League football team this year. I'm, a, I'm okay. a, an assistant coach. But when I was coaching twelve year olds, we had we had we we had a hurry up, and I would say one, I would say two, I would say three, and I would say four. They knew what those plays were, so right. we didn't have to huddle when we wanted to hurry up and get and get the ball down the field. If now these kids weren't getting paid, except one kid, <laughs> I paid him in Jolly Ranch, <laughs> and I needed him happy. But other the other kids weren't. These guys are getting paid. Oh, like like, of course you can run the ball on first and go from the two with twenty eight seconds left, twenty six seconds. Of course you can. Why can't you? Quarterback Carson Wentz is what, 6'5", 230? And all we need Quarterback is a yard. All we need is a yard. <laughs> but see, what you just told me, what you, I mean, as coach, as a, as a player, what, what they've just told me, they've just told the players, and just told the National Football League, we don't have the confidence. We don't have the faith in these guys to give us a yard. Mm-hmm. And these are the guys we picked. These right. are the guys, you know, they're, they're good with the fancy dancing, the razzle-dazzle, fake jet sweep left, whamming <laughs> the nose and all that. They're good with that, but we needed a yard. One. Victory one was yard. a yard. And, here, and, here, and here's the other frustrating thing, even with the interception. Because the interception, sure, is frustrating. Here's the biggest thing that was frustrating about that interception. Suppose McKissick, I guess it was McKissick, or maybe it was, yeah, it was yeah. um, it, suppose it was McKissick caught it. He was a, he, he was down at the one. He wasn't even in the end zone. He wasn't in the end zone. Like what? Like what? Like what? What are we doing? Like again, this is third down on the one. If we're not in eleven seconds left, if we're not going to run it, you know, and then try to do a second play or whatever, you, or you're not going to throw it out of the end zone. He has to be in the end zone. He, Man, I don't understand. I really don't understand. Four seconds left, and then try to rush to get another hey. play. He you can't. know. Okay. For the you people listening, we, we really are going to get to some good stuff. <laughs> so the, but <laughs> the band is just flowing. We really are going to get to something good. <laughs> <laughs> the band is just flowing right now. It's just flowing, man. I don't understand. And and even the, the they had success on one play. It was a fourth and one play. And they lined uh, Brian Robinson, uh, uh, a.k.a. Buns of Steel. They, they, <laughs> they lined him up uh, as a fullback and gave him the ball. And I said, now that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. That's a one-two punch that we can work with. Uh, Robinson as a fullback because he's a straight-ahead, bruising type of runner, and you got yeah. Gibson yeah. as a as a slash back, as a pass catcher. Right, both of them can catch. I said, now that's brilliant, and that's at least what they should have done in, in the goal line situation. Give them make the defense think, man. Give the right. you know if they got to hesitate for half a second, that might be all you need. Mm-hmm. But but you know it's just. It's very frustrating as as um, as a as a fan and as a world renowned uh, uh, podcast radio show host. Right, it's very frustrating when you can sit there and you see things that are just so blatantly obvious. And and we're gonna get uh, in the post game presser. We're gonna get excuses, man. We're gonna we're gonna get reasons yeah. why. We gotta do better on goal line. Yeah. We gotta make sure that and you know we're some good things happen. And so, so it's like, well, 
Yeah, I haven't been far for three years. You can blame Cam Sims. If Cam had come up with that miraculous catch. But you know what? That's something else. Uh, I'm talking about good. Just got you I know, know what, what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. Well, I got a couple of things. But mm-hmm. I'm saying if they had put that effort forth, that Cam showed to try to make the world think he caught that ball, he mm-hmm. that, was, that was perfect. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. You jump up like you caught, even if there's a doubt in your mind. You don't get up and look at the jumbo trying. You get up and say, yeah, I caught that. Me, well, did I catch it? Let me see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I caught that. And, you know, and, and they should have hustled up to the line of scrimmage and snapped the ball. Right? Oh, well, no, they called it incomplete pass. They could have done that, right? But but he did the right thing. He tried to He tried to... Uh, confidently displayed that he caught the ball. What did you think I was going to say? Well, well, speaking of Cam Sims, someone explain to me why this boy's not playing more. Why? Okay, that's the second thing. You know, because again, like you said, he acts like he wants the ball. He acts (laughs) like he wants to play. So how come he's, these other guys are playing? Now, 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 here's the other thing, though. Especially with Dotson out, you know, there's room for him. So I get it that there's not a lot of room for him. McLaurin, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Samuels, uh, Dotson, I get it. I get it. And those are some ballers. But you got to find a way to get, again, in, on a team that we've talked about this for years that lack want to, there is a guy on the team that, that has no to. want to problems. <laughs> and, and, and every time he's in the game, he seems to make a play. He seems to make a play every time he's in the game, and they never put him in the game. I guess they just don't want plays made. Well, you know, for one thing, and this was the good that I had uh, referenced earlier in the game, I went to a, my refrigerator um, last week and looked in the refrigerator on the side of a milk carton where was a picture of Dayami Brown because oh. uh, uh, I hadn't seen him in two and a half, in a, a year and a half, right? Mm-hmm. And he showed that they now, to that, you know, yeah. they've given this kid every opportunity and because he is one of, uh, he is one of, uh, Del Rio, not Del Rio, excuse me, uh, they're all the same guy to me, uh, Ron Rivera's uh, <laughs> draft pick. So you know a guy that you bring in, you're going to give him every opportunity. Cam was a holdover from the previous regime, mm-hmm. right? right? So, uh, But he's a guy, an undrafted free agent, mm-hmm. you know? So they, they're going to have to explain why a guy, an uh, undrafted free agent, is playing ahead of a guy that you drafted, right? It just didn't make any sense, right? Well, yeah. I'll tell you this. My cousin Clyde Jenkins said he'd love to have Cam Sims in Dallas. Since they just uh, let a Mark Cooper go, Clyde was I like, bet he, he would. loved Cam Sims. Tell your cousin, I said it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> I put him, I put him on the coaching staff first, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, we got some, we got some fabulous feedback. I'll just let your cousin know we got some fabulous feedback. <laughs> People found him a very entertaining. Nobody took him seriously, but they found him a very, a very entertaining change of pace. Right? Yeah, it I sounds got, like got, th- it sounds like Thanksgiving at my house. That I got calls from all we over find the country. Him very entertaining, but nobody takes him seriously. <laughs> <laughs> especially, especially when he brought up his checkered pass, they just, they just, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. well, off. you fit right into Dallas, don't you? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely has a checkered pass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so anyway, we let's, let's continue to move. Um, we want, oh, you you had some you had some positive points. One of them was. Sims, I, and, I, and I'm guessing De'Ami Brown, but you said you had a few other ones. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the, the tempo up until uh, the end of the game. I like the tempo of the no huddle offense uh, mm-hmm. because that's one point where they took the ball out of Scott Turner's uh, off his clipboard and just put it in, on, on the field. 
Mm-hmm. I like the fact one beautiful thing was you saw a little bit of Carson Wentz want to when uh, Robinson was supposed to go up the middle and he cut to the outside mm-hmm. and, and Carson came in and hit a linebacker, man, knocked the yeah. linebacker yeah. down, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you see, you, we've heard all the reports and, and so often we as fans fall for the media reports, right? And we, we have friends in the media. We know that these guys all aren't like that. But right. all of a sudden, they love Carson Wentz in Philly until all of a sudden uh, – he was hurt, and they, you know, won the Super Bowl, right? Then right. all of a sudden, right. every problem that they had was Carson Wentz. First, That's Peterson true. threw him under the bus to save his job, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> you know, and ended mm-hmm. up finding him anyway, right? But as I'm looking at it as a player, would look at how can you not love a guy who would throw his body in front of a linebacker on, on the run and play? You can't right. tell me these guys don't get along with Wentz, or he's not a good locker room guy and all that. There's evidence and evident in his play. Yeah, you know yeah. the, the you know when he goes to congr- congratulate the receiver after the receiver catches a touchdown, you know, Carson Wentz is not the problem on this team. No, he you is know, not. What, what it reminds me of when they start doing that kind of stuff is you remember uh, Mayor Adrian Fenty, um, who did a decent job as mayor in D.C. I yeah, mean, you yeah, know, yeah. about as good as anybody else, and he, he had and he didn't get reelected because there were certain people saying, "Well, I just don't feel connected to him." It's like. Right. You, you want to go to the movies with him? Like, what do you want? <laughs> you want you want you know him to come to your house for the cookout? Like, what are you talking about? You don't feel connected. Like, if, if he's getting the job done, he's getting the job done. The same thing with Carson. It's like, well, he's just not a locker room guy. What does that mean? Like, really? you know, before the game, he goes to the locker room and he puts his uniform on. He doesn't come out the locker room until the team comes out. <laughs> and then when the game is over, he goes back into the locker room and he changes and he leaves the locker room. What are you talking about? He's not a locker room guy. I don't know, man. Maybe. Mean? Maybe it's too much of a locker room guy. Maybe he just likes it in the locker room. I don't want to go. I don't want to play. I just want to stay in the locker room. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but so that was another positive. I, I think that uh, that the, the team was competitive. I think that uh, Montez Sweat uh, acted like he must have read some of the stuff that people were saying about him or mm-hmm. something. Right. Mm-hmm. He had an inspired game. Um, and there's a bunch of guys on on the team of Smith Pelly or. Uh, um, um, I forget the guy's name, defensive end with the African name. Mm-hmm. I, I like him, <laughs> right? But why don't these guys get to play? Why don't they only get to play like one out of every five snaps? Right. I don't. I don't like that structure of the team. Your best guys should be playing all the time. All the time. They all get the time. tired. Put your second best guy in there. Mm-hmm. But you just don't rotate guys just to be rotating. Right. Now, is is it me? Am I crazy or? Did you see a much more? Now there were some, you know, bad some snap issues, but did you see better play from the offensive line? Because I saw better protection from the offensive line. I did, I, uh, and I'm wondering if that was there weren't so many uh, plays that the front four of the Titans had their way, but there were a few. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I saw I saw Wentz getting the ball out of his hands a little bit quicker too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of the plays that they call them, they're just slow in developing. Uh, I, I really believe that if they establish the run, that makes it easier for the offensive line. That makes it easier for Wentz, but they just don't think that it's legal to run the ball more than twice in a row. You know? Right, right. You know, and we, you know, we have media credentials. I want, I'm, I'm going to go to one of these <laughs> press conferences. I really want to ask um, Scott Turner, or even A. O. Rivera, either one. We saw so much creativity week one against Jacksonville. On offense with the play calling, I don't see any of that now. I just don't see it, and I'm just trying to figure out. It worked so well against Jacksonville, but then Jacksonville also did have a ton of missed tackles. That could have been it too. But I just don't see the same creativity on offense that we saw in Week One. Well, you know, also I think we mentioned this in the last show. You know, they didn't have a lot of film on any of these guys in Week One because they didn't play any of them, but. 
uh, you know, now teams got film uh, against Jacksonville, got film against the Eagles, got film against the Cowboys. It's easier to see the tendency. Deami Brown was a surprise because, like I said, he was been on the milk carton and and. <laughs> and you know, he uh, he burned them twice a day. Whoever uh, who's whoever the next opponent is, I believe it's Chicago on a Thursday mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going to be surprised if they see Deami Brown on the field. They're not going to be surprised. Yeah. They'll, they'll yeah. go play a deep zone, and they're not going to run the ball, so it shouldn't matter. But um, you know, the, I guess at least I saw a pulse today. You know, before. Sure. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. I did too. Yeah. Saw a pulse. Uh, it's the it's the federal football report on Federal News Network. He's Kevin Stanfield. I'm Claude Jennings. You can follow Kevin. Um, on Twitter at Stanfield Kevin. I'm at Claude J Radio. We'll be back in uh, a second with um, fake news or not. The ones that matter most are the children. There is a special place in South Dakota, a place of hope, love, safety, and opportunity for Native American children. This place is St. Joseph's Indian School. Here, we preserve traditions, provide Lakota kids a safe place to learn, attend to the mind, body, heart, and spirit of every child in our care. As a father, I feel very good about leaving my kids here and they have way more opportunities here. I can come on campus and I can feel the good vibes and the children, they can really grow. Together, we are giving Lakota children brighter futures and a proud connection to their past. To learn more, go to helplakotakids.org today. We don't want you on our team. You're too slow and fat. This is weight bias. I'm worried about your weight. Don't you care what other people think? Millions who live and are affected by obesity face weight bias every day. You're not the right fit for this job. Unfair judgment by others. Just stop eating so much and exercise some. You lose all this weight. These people often blame themselves. It's just me. Nobody likes me. I do exercise and eat right. And I talk to my doctor. Weight bias hurts. Everyone deserves to be treated with dignity and respect. Your words and actions matter. Let's stop weight bias. Let's work together. Be part of the solution. Go to StopWeightBias.com and learn more. A public service message from Obesity Action Coalition. United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and America's largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal law enforcement agencies through our many varied programs, including free safety equipment donations, free officer survival training, cash donations, and condolence letters to the family of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty. USDSA also offers college scholarships for the dependent and children of law enforcement along with the citizen awareness program and thank you cards to law enforcement these are just some of the ways united states deputy sheriff's association assists america's law enforcement and the citizens they serve for more information about united states deputy sheriff's association or to see how you can help visit www.usdeputy.org united states deputy sheriff's association taking training to the next level because lives are on the line Do 
producers who brought you agency CIO's dream come true. Who are these people? And federal IT lifesaver. They're amazing. Now comes another summer blockbuster. Wow, this intel is a game changer. We're running out of time. Post it now. Here it goes. Starring a 40-year veteran journalist and the host of The Federal Drive. I don't care what the consequences are. We just can't keep this to ourselves. They have to know. Tom Temin. And a 20-year veteran of executive branch coverage and executive editor of Federal News Radio. Wait you hear this interview. The award-winning journalist, Jason Miller. Oh, this is good. You better crank it up. Federalnewsradio.com. Experience the difference. Rated GS 11 and above. Showing now at federalnewsradio.com. Hey, everybody, it's David and Nikki Nellis for Foodie and the Beast, the D.C. area's one and only food and wine variety show right here on 1500 AM. You want to know what's going on at the local restaurants, what the local chefs are doing and saying, except for the French chefs, I can never understand them, the vineyards, wine seminars, more. It's all right here on Foodie and the Beast every Sunday morning at 11, right here on 1500 AM. Welcome back to the Federal Football Report. He's Kevin Stanford. I'm Claude Jennings. Kevin made a great point. I gave you guys the wrong uh, Twitter uh, handle. It's That's at right. Claude J Media, not Claude J Radio. At Claude used J to be. Media. Used to be Claude J Radio. It used but to be expanded Claude, his Claude horizons. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, in, I'm, I'm a media guy. I, I, All over. I am multimedia now, and I am mass communicating. Um, well, speaking and, of mass communication, I know you uh, you uh, actually uh, work on a, a program with uh, Mr. I believe it's John Gilroy. Yes. And mm-hmm. John is a tech guy, space guy. Uh, he knows about the, the government involvement, the NASA involvement and mm-hmm. the contractual things. And and I asked the question for you to pass him, Mr. Gilroy, the other day. And mm-hmm. maybe some of our listeners uh, can hit me up. Ask Danfield Kevin if you know the answer to it. When Neil Armstrong... And Buzz Aldrin, I think it was Buzz, went to the moon back in 1969 or 70, one of those years. <laughs> and they landed, you know, one small step for man and did that. And they came out. They planted an American flag. Doesn't that mean the moon belongs to us? That's why well, on, <laughs> I really the, believe the, so. On the hills of Indigenous Peoples Day or Columbus Day, whatever you want to call yep, it. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, that's a great question. Um, because <laughs> some would look at, at this country and, and say, well, we're here, so <laughs> the flag and we thought a revolution. It's, my, it's mine now. Yeah, I don't care if you don't care if you're already here. It's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine now. And they'll do something to become free and independent from a current government, even though there are people that are already here and yeah, will yeah. probably wish to be free and independent from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah but anyway, yeah. we, we won't get into that. At least not right now. Um, so yeah, anyway, um uh it's time now, everybody, for fake news or not. It's time for fake I've got three uh, statements coming out of Washington. Kevin will let me know whether it's fake news or not. Uh, Statement number one, and it's a statement that I made earlier, Taylor Heineke would have ran that and probably would have got the touchdown. (laughs) Fake news. That's that's absolute news. That's absolute news Mm -hmm. because he wouldn't have stood there. He would have right. stood there. He would have said, one, two, three, I'm gone. And right. then, if nothing else, he would have extended the play. Mm-hmm. He, would have, he would have sidestep, 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 gone. You know, right. all he had to do was make it to the pylon. 
Mm-hmm. Right. That's probably the same play they called against Tampa Bay. <laughs> right. Right. You know what? That's the exact same play that they called, except Taylor didn't care about that stuff. He just, he ran. That's right. Because you know what? Because Taylor wants to. All right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. absolute yeah. news. Absolute news. All right. Statement number two. The defensive line woke up and will think, and, we, and, and, and this might be the first week that we can point to this season that will be, uh, the 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 starting point of the defensive line getting back to who we thought they were. If I can channel Dennis Green, I'm going to say that's fake news. Okay. I'm going to say that's fake news because they've had the opportunity to do this uh, prior to this week. You know, I don't know the condition of the uh, Titans' offensive line. I don't know if they were playing the regular starters, backups, or whatever. You know, the a couple of guys had good games, but that should be the rule. It shouldn't be. We shouldn't have to uh, had to wait to for this game. <laughs> for this to happen. I want to see this. Mark, Montez West is supposed to be a beast every time he steps on the field. He's wow. supposed to be the one they, they're in their meeting saying, now how are we going to stop sweat? You know, I don't mean Old Spice. How are we going <laughs> to stop sweat? Right? Yeah, we're not talking about antiperspirants. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, how are we going to stop them? They should be talking about it. So don't think, you know, hopefully these guys realize the same thing. One game ain't going to get it done. You know, mm-hmm. we, we had the cellar. <laughs> we're in the cellar of the NFC East. Right. We are the basement. And, and mm-hmm. that, they have to take it upon themselves and realize this means something, right? There's a way out, but they can't. They can't. Let me throw this in here. Let me let me let me put this in here. I know I'm a big movie buff. You know, world renowned movie clinic, uh, mm-hmm. critic. Uh, in the movie The Matrix, and I forget the guy's name. He's the one that played the elf on uh, in the uh, Lord of the Rings, but he was Mr. Smith in The Matrix, right? He was the main Mr. Smith, and it was in the battle scene in the subway. He had Neo around in a chokehold, had him on the train tracks, and the train started coming, and he said, you hear that, Mr. Anderson? That's the sound of inevitability. (laughs) And that's that's where these guys are right now. They they know we're we're third and one, we're close, we can win the game, but I hear the sound of inevitability. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, this thing's going to go bad. And they're just looking for that to go bad instead of expecting things to go good. You know, so I think they got to stop looking at the inevitability of this thing and start looking at, like, we are highly paid, you know, highly successful, you know, carnivorous defensive players, right, and start playing with some aggression and some passion and some attitude. I thought I saw it coming today. Oh, uh, special newsflash. our boy William Jackson III, who was a highly paid free agent coming from Cincinnati, mm-hmm. where he uh, played man pressure and they um, they moved him to zone, mm-hmm. he got benched today. He okay. got benched today after the first quarter for Wild Goose Chase Young is coming back, but Wild Goose Chase, right. or whatever his name is, I know I know he was on the team. I saw every game this preseason. Never heard of Wild Goose, but anyway, he <laughs> might be starting next week. So uh, yeah, they they know that some things are wrong, but they're looking for scapegoats now. So it's up to every man on that defense to say I am capable of doing this. So yeah, it's fake news. They don't know okay. it yet. They got to prove it. Okay, and fake news are not statement number three with the uh, Giants beating the Packers early in the day in London. As we're recording this show now, the Cowboys are up on the Rams and the Eagles are winning their game. The The Commanders are falling behind quick in the NFC East and we're maybe one loss away from it being too late uh, to salvage the season. Fake news or not? 
Well, first of all, we know Rodney is listening, right? And I, was, I don't know how they did that, Rodney. I just don't know how they do it. I'm not a believer yet. You're going to have to convince me. I don't know how that happened. I didn't even know they were playing. So I looked up and they had already won. I said, what is going on here, right? You know, but gosh, that's news, man. That, that's absolute news because of those three teams, you know, with Dallas, of New York, and Philly, none of these teams are worried about Washington right now. Doesn't seem like they are. No, they don't, they don't, doesn't even seem they have a reason to. Dallas came they, in there, and I mean, honestly, if 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 you know the, the game wasn't as close as the score indicated, if Dallas could have scored some touchdowns instead of being goofy with Cooper Rush, but you know, it's <laughs> this what it is. And, and the Eagles didn't seem worried about it at all either. Yeah, I. I that's that concerns me, right? Because they look at at these division games as as something serious. I mean, you know, you, you should look at every game as serious, but you're supposed to have an extra fire for a division game, right? You know, and, right. and it's like every division game is a playoff game because that's the first thing they look at the overall record. I mean, the second thing, and then your division record. So, um, yeah, that, that's true, man. That's true, and it's up to the junior. You notice that the, our boy Scott Turner was actually back in the booth today. You know, he had been. I guess he didn't like the view from the sideline. He's yeah, like, I'm going to go up here and see if things look different. Up, up, yeah, up yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. I can figure something out up there. <laughs> yeah, which was the reason he went down to the sideline. He wanted, <laughs> he wanted Carson Wentz to be close to him so he could tell him stuff. Right, right. Like, Man, I don't want to hear that. I mean, that's, yeah, go back upstairs. Big. So. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we, we're in danger of being the cellar dwellers, and we can't have that. Man. Wow. Can't have that. Well, that's fake news or not, ladies and gentlemen, for this week, everybody's favorite segment of the show. And as we continue to move on, Kevin, let's talk about this game Thursday night. Um, this could be a bonus fake news or not. Does anybody yeah. want to see this game, the Bears and the, <laughs> the Commanders on a Thursday night? Outside of the, t- the the fans of the teams who are interested, I want to see it, obviously. I mean, I'm a football fan, yeah, and, I yeah, feel, yeah. You know, and, of course, I follow the local team here. And so, um, of course, I want to see it. But, man, what is it about these Thursday night games and sometimes these Sunday night games where you just get these horrible matchups? Well, I, I heard somebody explain it, and it makes perfect sense to me. They want – as many fans in the league to experience their team on uh, Sunday night, Monday night, nasty televised games. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At least when these games are on, these bad matchups are on early in the year, at least somebody will watch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause usually your team is still somewhat in it. Right, right, right. Even like, even if your team isn't in it, you, you know, you got to shot his football. People had their football Jones on and they'll watch. Although I don't, I don't believe in Thursday night football. I've, I've always been against it. I think mm-hmm. it's just wrong. I think it's a money grab. It's not, it's unfair to the players. They don't yes. get the same chance to recuperate as, yeah. as the other guys uh, do. And it creates these big gaps. And I, I don't think it's right, but um, you know, uh, truth be told, I've only watched like one quarter of all these Thursday night games, right? And if it's on Amazon, I just ain't watching. I got Amazon Prime. I'm not going through all that to watch the game, right? You know, if I can't you just know what, pick with- What's so funny is because I have it too, and I'm like, I bet I can see the game, but I don't know how to do it. And so I just spoke into my remote control as, as a joke. said, Amazon Prime. And the next thing you know, it did, it came up. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> the technology is smarter than I thought it was. And so I just right. said, I hit the button to talk back into the, the talk to the remote, Amazon Prime. And then, boom, it came up on the television of the game. Wait, let me try that. Hold on. Amazon Prime. Let's see what happens. It says, sorry. It says, sorry. Not yet. Yeah, see, you need you got you got one of those yeah, high, okay. highly, highly paid, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. lowly smart, smart televisions. 
I got a most I got a most modern TV. <laughs> I got I got HBO Max as a free package on my uh, cell phone. But I, who who in the right mind wants to watch a little you know watch <laughs> Game, Game of Thrones looks like a little chameleon right running around. Yeah, <laughs> Dragon yeah, looks like a, sure. you know, yeah, I don't want that man. I want I got a big seventy uh, some odd inch TV right here. That's what football is supposed to be. The guys on my screen are bigger than they are in real life. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's, and that's what, what you want. So so what 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 do you need? To see th- you know what actually what we'll do is we'll take a break here we'll take a break okay. here on the federal football report we'll come back we'll preview the game thursday against the bears and uh and, and and we'll have some other stuff to talk about how's that for tease and we'll have some other stuff to talk about it's the federal <laughs> football report <laughs> on federal news network hi i'm albert pujols and i'm deidre pujols and we made it our mission to strike out slavery did you know that millions of people many who are in vulnerable populations are caught in this nightmare of violence, fraud, and coercion. And during a crisis like the pandemic, even more innocent people are at risk of falling victim to human trafficking. Sometimes we all take true freedom for granted. Freedom to live our life. The freedom to pursue our dreams. The freedom to watch and play baseball. But for far too many, basic freedom has been torn away, often violently and often targeting those most vulnerable among us. That's why we made it our mission to strike out slavery. And we're sending out an SOS because freedom is worth fighting for. Join us. Join baseball fans. Join the fight against human trafficking. Go to strikeoutslavery.com. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split-second moment in time, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. And that's why when others look away, Susan G. Komen leans in. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. Fighting breast cancer takes funding for research to discover the next new treatment, providing access to quality and affordable health care, and people willing to take action by raising funds and raising their voice to advocate for others. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. The future depends on teachers. Every day, teachers are shaping our tomorrows, starting their students on journeys that will change the course of history. Right now, in a classroom somewhere in the United States, there's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who will make preventing pandemics their life's work, sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who will help combat climate change and generating possibilities for a student who will be the first in their family to graduate college. It all starts with teachers who meet challenges with creativity, who reinvent education for the future, who work towards a school system that lifts up every child, regardless of race, income, or zip code, and who enable the full potential of our students, our communities, and our country. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Shape the future. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org. 
Hey everybody, it's David and Nikki Nellis for Foodie and the Beast, the D.C. area's one and only food and wine variety show right here on 1500 AM. You want to know what's going on at the local restaurants, what the local chefs are doing and saying, except for the French chefs, I can never understand them, the vineyards, wine seminars, more. It's all right here on Foodie and the Beast every Sunday morning at 11, right here on 1500 AM. Welcome back to the Federal Football Report. He's Kevin Stanfield. I'm Claude Jennings. Time to preview the game against the Chicago Bears Thursday. Hey, before we do that, before we do that, I'm going to ask you a question. The audience won't have any idea what we what we're talking about. But um, you know, I know you produced the Navy game yesterday. Yes. Uh, how did that work out? <laughs> so um, <laughs> once you left, it, once you left, it worked out fine. Okay. Because it, they, so there was a certain way that the, that the soundboard in this high tech radio studio where Kevin and I work, um, where they where there's um, one particular feed where uh, the pregame show with the coach, the coach's show plays, mm-hmm. and that feed was not available in the studio where I was to produce the game. Wait a minute, hold on, hold on. Say that again. The feed of the game was not available in the studio where you were working. Correct. Correct. <laughs> and it's not a surprise to them. They knew you were coming in to do this game. Exactly. Game's on a schedule. The game's been on a schedule all season long. They've been playing Navy football all season long, and there's yeah. no surprise at all. It's, 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 it's pretty essential, honestly. And so, and so, you know, you get there, and it's like, oh, it's not available at all. We, I tested several things. None of it was working. Oh, yeah. Kevin – Kevin, because he's such a great guy, and I have no clue. The game itself would have been fine, but I would not have been able to play the coaches' show because I had no clue what the 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 the, the feed was as far yeah. as what to to, to get the, the pregame show. I, I just happened to be in the neighborhood, and I used to do the Navy games uh, uh, locally. My good friend Pete Methurst on the call, mm-hmm. and he, that's let me go on a tangent here. If you want to hear excitement in sports, ladies and gentlemen, listen to any game that Pete Medhurst yes. calls. Yes. He does basketball. He does hockey. He does lacrosse. Just listen. To, he does baseball. As a matter of fact, he did a play-by-play for a couple of Nationals games. Mm-hmm. That man loves what he's doing, and it comes across. Man. He's, a, he's just a great guy, right? Mm-hmm. So if you guys get a chance, listen to him on the, it's another station. The team 980, but um, yeah, he's just a great guy. He just loves the, the passion he has for Navy athletics. It's an awesome thing, right? So anyway, uh, we just had to do some figuring out. I've experienced exactly what Claude went through, and I didn't want him to go through that. <laughs> and I appreciate that, Kevin. Thank so we worked it out. We worked it out. Okay, all right. It was no. So I guess we we're, we're back to Chicago. Anyway, Navy, Navy, yeah. Navy won big. Navy played Tulane. And, right. and and they won big, man. And they won love big. It. I so, love it. That's uh, right. That's right. I'm, I'm an army Navy. guy, but but yeah. go and, Navy, and by the right. way, to all the na- the naval academies, you know, I mean, all the uh, service academies, you know, Air Force, Army, uh, uh, Navy, Citadel, all those uh, 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 spots, man. Because you know, these guys are out there and they're competing and working hard and stuff like that. And then when they graduate from school. You know, they're not going to some hedge fund to work. You know, they're going to go serve the country. You know, that's so right. That's right. Them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Self-serving announcement here. When I was in the 10th grade, uh, I got a, a a letter, a packet, information packet from the Naval Academy out of the blue. Didn't ask for it. They just sent it to me. And I tossed it. I said, man, I ain't going to the military. I was in the 10th grade. <laughs> Lo and behold, I'm a senior year. I joined the Army. So, um, you know, so <laughs> all you young folks out there, take your time. Listen, listen. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they knew they knew I had that want to. And yeah. then when a yard, I give them a yard. Exactly. You know, and they tried to evade. Kabuki stand, I give him a yard of Kabuki stand. I'll give you a foothold. The rest of it's up to you. But I'm going to give you that yard in front of me. That's right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that, that's how it happens in the military. When you're in there and you need a yard, 
those are guys who want to get you a yard. That's right. There you go. Um, so we got a game in uh, Chicago uh, this coming Thursday. Uh, keys to the game, uh, Kevin. What do you need to see? Need to see a running game. I need to see a a, a dual uh, threat of a Robinson and uh, Gibson in the backfield. I like that. Of course, uh, as Scott Turner is going to have to subjugate his ego a little bit and come up with something new. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've said how wonderful a guy you are and a great offensive coordinator, but it's got to be something else ex- besides what you already have. Mm-hmm. I think that if you have a 400-page playbook, whatever it is, maybe you ought to take a couple of those pages and just trash them and add some new ones because I saw some potential there. Um, I need to see um, more aggressive defense. Uh, Justin Fields had a decent game today, uh, but we don't want him to build his confidence. This team is good for a team that lacks confidence. If a quarterback lacks confidence, this team is good for that because they're easy to figure out. So um, I want to see them confuse Justin Fields a little bit. I want to see them mix it up. I want to see some pressure on some blitzes. They didn't blitz a whole lot today. But uh, that's what I'm looking to see on offense. Uh, spread it around. You, you got talent. Show me, you know, what you do with it, right? You know, anybody can cook if they got filet mignon. Show me what you got if you got some cube steak. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at. I expect them to win big, very big. Yeah, there you go. I just saw Michael Gallup drop a wide open pass on the sidelines. He hits his hands. It looks like he was trying to stop before he got to the sidelines. Before he even had the ball, it's like he was trying to stop to make sure he could get it, and he was going to turn up to get to the end zone. And he forgot one thing. You got to catch the ball. And so it hit his hands. And, and by the way, it was a third and two. It was a third, third and two. two. Third on, the first, two. on the first two downs, they ran it and got eight yards. And so I guess they figured, well, we have ran pretty successfully. We might as well stop, and we'll pass well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sound like an old guy here, and I feel like an old guy for saying it. Because in my day, in my day, mm-hmm. we couldn't wear gloves, and we didn't drop the ball. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean yeah. anybody could go out there and run the pattern and not catch the ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. You know, let me equate it, equate it to basketball. Mm-hmm. Free throws. It's a free throw. Yeah, it's yeah. an uncontested shot. Everybody was supposed to be able to make those. You know, it's, it's, you, you, it's a free throw. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, if, if you don't make it, there's something wrong with you, definitely, right? So you're supposed to develop that. There's no reason in the world you can't make an uncontested shot. These guys got gloves. They have things <laughs> on their hand, especially specifically designed to grip the ball. Right, <laughs> you know, and I don't understand. You know, I, I do not understand. I mean, if it was contested, you know, you understand. Cam Sims almost made an impossible catch today, right? right. You know, yeah. But when you're uncontested, what is it that you're thinking about? Like you said, must it be how fast? What? How, where are we going to go after I score the touchdown? What dance yeah. are we going to do? What dance? What do you know? Have I worked on my gritty? I want to make sure that I got that good. Maybe Sports Center will play it. You know that kind of stuff. You got to. They got to do better. Wait a minute. I just. You know. And again, Cooper Rush put the ball on the money. It wasn't a bad pass. He was getting rushed. He had. You know. He had had a defender right in his face, and he put it on the The hands. The hands. hands. (laughs) Both his hands. Two of them. Not just one hand. Two hands. hands. (laughs) Speaking of body parts, Kevin, uh, you had mentioned that that you've got a a whole situation. You you need a doctor to do more than just diagnose. Yeah. Yes, yes, just yes. doctor things. 
Yes, yeah, so I've been diagnosed. I have this irritation in my jaw. It makes my jaw kind of sore. And the, and the last time I went to a doctor, they told me it had a name for it, CBT. No, that's that's drugs. No, X, Y, Z. So let's see. I think I wrote it, wrote it down here. Let me see. This here. Anyway, it hurts. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the doctor thought that that was the end of our relationship right then. Once he told me what he thought it was, that, mm-hmm. that should be it. But no, I had to explain to him tomorrow. No, doctor. There should be something beyond that. Like, right, right. how do we stop it from happening? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. What do we do? You know, you know it I, reminds I, me of it reminds me of those commercials where uh, uh, it was. It was, I think it was Simply Safe, but one of these security commercials, and they were saying, you know, that someone was a security monitor, and then they said, "Hey, someone's breaking into my house." Like, oh, you know, so, so the guy comes up to us and says, "Hey, someone's breaking in your house. We should do something." No, no, no. See, I'm a security monitor. I'm <laughs> monitor the situation. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything think about it i'm just a monitor yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. forgive me doctor for wanting you to go an extra mile and, and yeah. me totally right you know like, no, i'm a but, diagnosing doctor yeah, i don't no, no, fix no, no, anything no, no, no. i just yeah. <laughs> see i'm gonna have to uh fulfill, i'm gonna have to let this doctor know exactly what type of patient i will i will be right, <laughs> you know right, right, so right. yeah it's, it's a minor thing you know, just a minor inconvenience you know it's like um like George couldn't say, like a woodpecker with a headache. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about so, a headache, man. Kevin, before we get out of here on the show, we haven't really discussed the coaches yet, and I want to get back to the commanders. Let's discuss these coaches, and when we talk a little bit about Scott Turner, um, and maybe it's just because we follow this team so closely. I fail to believe that the team's performance on the field is indicative or reflective of the talent that's on the team. I mean, you look up and down this roster. They have guys that can play this game and guys that can play this game at a high level. This has got to be coaching, right? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. As as you said that I glanced at our monitor and like you said, the Rams are playing Dallas right now and Cooper Cup just uh, caught a ball. And I'm sure that it was it came as no surprise to the Cowboys that Cooper Cup was go- going to be a, <laughs> a target. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think B. Mitchell was the one who said that what Sean McVay would do is he'll design a play that will get Cooper Cup open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just, <laughs> the reason that he he's, he catches so many passes is that the players are designed to get him open. Mm-hmm. We need to get the same thing for Terry McLaurin. We need to have players designed to get him open. If he is our best weapon, we, we he's getting taken away entirely too much right so mm-hmm. um yeah that's that's on the uh, the offensive side the defensive side uh i still think the rio uh has to go i'm uh, i was wrong last week i thought well if you look at william jackson he lost his job i thought there'd be people fired after last week right. so right so uh you know we need to we need to see a little less confusion there's this there was some wide open guys today um and thankfully Thankfully, uh, the Titans didn't give us that, that that heavy dose of Derrick Henry that I thought was coming. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and again, like we said, highly paid, lowly smart. Like, yeah, yeah. why wouldn't you run Derrick Henry more? I don't, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, admittedly, I don't know a lot about the, uh, the Bears. Uh, we know they've struggled a little bit with Justin Fields, and I don't know who their backup is, but um, – but is Khalil Mack still on the Bears? <laughs> I don't know. It's been a while. It's <laughs> what been is, a while. What, 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 and, and here's the thing. And here's the thing. You know, while while we can look at the Bears as a get it right week, the Bears are also looking at this week as a get it right week. 
Both yeah, teams yeah, are. Yeah. Because yeah, both yeah. teams are get it right teams that you can get it right against and so we'll see how that all works out either way we'll make sure we cover it coming up um on the federal football report next week kevin um one more thing before i let you go uh have you seen any of those previews for black panther 2 yes i have yes i have there's there's two movies i'm quite excited to not see before i review Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) uh, black panther 2 is one because uh they're out you know for your comic book aficionados the uh I would say the villain, but if you're familiar with the comic books, uh, Prince Namor, the Submariner, is going to be involved in this one. And, and he was the the anti-hero, sort of like the Hulk. You know, if the Hulk was a good guy, but all the military and everybody still wanted to shoot the Hulk down, right? <laughs> Same with with, uh, with uh, Prince Namor. He was the Prince of Atlantis, right? And I, I was pleased to see how they brought the Aztec uh, culture into it, right? Whereas, uh, you know, from the, the African culture of Wakanda, uh, Wakanda, you'll see the Aztec culture, which may be Atlantis, right? So, yeah, I'm quite happy about that. I don't know how they're going to pull off the, the death of T'Challa, played so eloquently by the late Chadwick uh, Boseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I'm quite, I'm quite happy about that. And I'm torn whether I should do my review uh, before or after I see it. I think I might uh, do uh, do this one afterwards. Also, oh, break, breaking with tradition. Okay. Yeah, breaking with All tradition. Right. I know I'm going to make people mad. Also, another film I'm quite excited to to see and not see because I can review it because people haven't heard of these. Are you familiar with the film Black Adam? Yes. Yes, okay. I am. I'm okay. excited about that one too. That's one that I want right. to go see. I've already said that I believe this might be the best DC Comics-based movie of the whole lot. Because wow. I thought they, they lost their way for a while there. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, oh, that was part of the Wonder Woman. And uh, I like I like the, the casting. And and they're also uh, going to star two of my favorite DC superheroes from when I was a kid. One is Hawkman, mm-hmm. and the other is Dr. Fate, who was played by Pierce Bronson in this movie, right? And, I mean, everybody read Superman and Batman and, and Spider-Man and all that. There was a special section of, of heroes in DC comic books called the the uh, the Justice Society of America. Mm-hmm. I don't know what their origin was, but they have heroes that didn't have their own book. Dr. Fate is one. Hawkman is a crossover hero. He went from one to the other, right? So I'm very excited for both of these. Like I said, I'm, I'm torn whether I should review them because I want people to actually go see these movies. Maybe I'll do it afterwards, right? Then after, the, after these two movies, which should be coming out within the next month, I'll go back and we'll, we'll announce the... Uh, a new program of movie reviews we haven't seen because America has been really on me about it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah you get tweets you know, everything about that. Almost like, yeah, death threats almost, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't see this movie or I'll kill you. All right. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, we need to relax. We need more love. Let's hate more love. <laughs> there we go. It's the Federal Football Report, folks. We'll be back next week after a uh, Washington Commanders game against the Bears, and we'll see if we can do better. I mean, we'll do great next week, obviously. We'll see if the team can do any better. <laughs> next, take it easy. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. 
Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.